Testing, testing, testing. This is a test. This is a test. Swing, bada bada bada. Swing, bada bada bada. I mean, you're telling me that your life sucks. That means my life is god awful. You wake up every day and it hurts a little bit less, and then you wake up one day and it doesn't hurt at all. And the funny thing is, is that this is kind of weird, but it's like. It's like you almost miss that pain. And welcome to the only podcast that knows its opinions of the real issues never matter. They do not matter. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, blah, 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 won't you be my neighbor? It was actually a beautiful day outside. It was a very beautiful day outside. I mean, it was it was a, it was a weird temperature. It was like, like 45, I believe, but the sun was out most of the day, and uh, unlike most of you, I get to go outside. Because I have a job that requires, after we all st- we all stopped bartending, uh, I had a job that requires that I, I have to go to work. I'm uh, disinfecting buildings. Um, so I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky uh, to uh, still be bringing in money right now. Um, it pays well. I'm mostly not scared. No one's in the buildings with me most, most of the time. And, uh, you know, we got our gloves on, our masks on, and uh, the virus dies very quickly, and and I'm covered in disinfectant, uh, but still it has, I guess it has its, its risks, I suppose. I can't see my mother, obviously, because, uh, you know, she has asthma, uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, it's not it's not too bad, you know. The risk is worth reward. I'm young and healthy, so my wife is young and healthy. So um but has it does have it have its risks. Uh I hope everybody's doing good out there. Zach is not here today again. I'm going to call him. Uh we 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 weighed the options, Jackie and I, whether or not we should have somebody over yet. And um <clears throat> we decided uh, as of right now, no, because that's, that's what they're telling us. I almost had him over. I almost had him over. Um, it's hard because I go back and forth between thinking there's an overreaction on my part, not having him here and, uh, and then playing it safe. I don't want I don't know what the, what the right choice is. Cause it, it, as you'll find out, as I'm, the more I talk, I do get to see him because of work, because he he's also working, doing the disinfecting. Um. Yeah. So how do I get into this? Uh, I have been listening to a lot of philosophy because of the uh, hard times that we're all going through. That's actually a good movie. Look that movie up. Hard times. Um. And. Uh, I have hadn't been having very confusing feelings and I didn't know how to explain them to anybody or to myself. Uh, sorry for all the noise. This microphone is the the microphone uh, arm is making some noise, but, uh, I tried, 
I was in a, I was stuck in a car for three hours with Zach, uh, listening to some of that philosophy, believe it or not. And, uh, we were on our way back from, what was it? Not Dubuque, Davenport, Iowa, three hour drive. Uh, Zach Nick, Nick, Nick named me a hundred, a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> Cause I got us there in two hours and 20, uh, a buddy texted him and said, how long did it, did, it, did it take to get there? And he goes, well, it's supposed to take three hours and 15 minutes. This, this psychopath got us there in two hours and 20. Oh, the, the, the road's just wide open. That road, that was just so easy. That's such an easy drive. You're just cruising. Everyone's going too fast. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I tried to explain my feelings to Zach. I think I did a decent job. At least he didn't, he didn't pass judgment on me, which is really I just wanted someone to listen. And which he's very, very good at. It's a talent he brings to the table. And Zach, what, what do I bring to the table? Later on, I'm going to call him and he'll say, 100 miles per hour, Tony. <laughs> uh, so when we were in Davenport, Iowa, before we get back to the philosophy, we did, we were supposed to be there for 400,000, 500,000 square feet of disinfecting. This place was fucking huge. I think we did a million. I really, really did. We had these guns that sprayed disinfectant. We had backpack guns and just normal guns that that sprayed di disinfectant. Then we had wipes, and we're wiping down all the touch point areas. Any any place that's a touch point is what they said. So that's there's like they've got computer areas, they've got stations that uh, mobile stations. And they manufacture everything that goes into anything that John Deere does. So all these huge pieces of equipment you see, these tractors, gators, whatever they have, excuse me, they, they, I believe they manufacture everything there, you know, down to the fucking bolts because you can see where, where they do it. And this place is, it's like a little city, you know, they've got their cafeteria sections, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous and th everything's huge everything's gigantic it was really intimidating and the way we rolled in there we had these giant face masks on i told zach we looked like the characters that became zombies that the first that the lead character in a first person shooter kills because <laughs> of our masks and uh and our whole get up and the place looked like a level in a it looked like a level in doom or it looked like a some something out of Terminator. That's what the whole factory looked like. There's so many fucking buttons. It was a terrifying place and an interesting place. So we actually had to stay the night because we had to go back the next day uh, at seven o'clock. But it paid well. So that that was our weekend. Our weekend was John Deere disinfecting and and the ride home. We had the the talk where I tried to explain myself and I've tried to have this conversation with people before when I've had this these feelings about how I feel about life sometimes and how I feel about what life uh, uh, is uh, or can be excuse me my phone's being weird uh, at, at certain times you know like uh, when, when, when life gets tough basically the past, the past podcast I was sort of talking my way around it. We were talking about grit, you know, having that mental toughness. 
Uh, but I realized it was more than that. It was based more around fear, I suppose, and maybe even an enjoyment of that fear and of that suffering and life being suffering. And I, I focus on these things a lot. I focus on that feeling a lot because I tap into that when I'm trying to write songs. Not a pop song if you're, if you're, if you're used to Man Called Noon. But what I used to do and what I still like doing is like lyrically Americana songs. And I like tapping into that feeling because within that suffering, there's like a true understanding of empathy and uh, of love and of caring. And um, it usually allows me to write an, an analogy or a metaphor of something very complicated in a simple way and it becomes enjoyable to to find a way to interpret that feeling and then to give it to somebody else and hoping that they understand that feeling or have had that feeling before so uh, if you listen to this podcast you know I just finished War and Peace there's a character in War and Peace uh, Pierre, he is uh, one of the lead characters, if if not the lead character. But he's he's one of them. He's a big guy. Uh, he's big and strong, but large and fat. Mm. And throughout the whole story, years of, of years of story, he's constantly um, confused by what is good and bad, what is evil. It's godly. Um, he joins the Freemasons through a person that uh, that runs into him at a train station. Believe it or not, but uh, or believe it, was, it might have been like a horse station, like a carriage station. They, they used to have drop-off points. But uh, and he's also one of the richest people in Russia. Which is that's something important I should add to that. Um, and so he's constantly confused, questioning life, questioning God's plan, looking for something within himself, within other people, a meaning for life, a meaning for his life. He's looking for a purpose. And, uh, as this is going on, he becomes very well learned. You know, all these all these high minded ideas. You know, and he is very philosophical. So, World War and Peace takes place during uh, the the Napoleon War with Russia. Don't know what they actually call it. The, the Napoleonic Wars. One of the wars, the capital Moscow is is sacked and. Uh, the Russians have to retreat, and Napoleon takes it over, which I didn't know, actually. <laughs> I had no clue that Napoleon actually did that well against the Russians. But he took over the city for a few months. Pierre happened to be there. He gets arrested because he gets into a, an altercation with some French soldiers. He's put into a camp, an internment camp. Um, and he meets a guy named Platon Karatiev. I can't pronounce that fucking name. 
So uh, they call him Little Falcon, so that's what I'm going to call him. Little Falcon is not the brightest guy, but he tells a good damn story, and Pierre loves him. And Little Falcon loves him as well. They end up going on a march once the French start to retreat, and any Russian who stops gets shot in the head. Uh, eventually, Little Falcon can't go on any longer. Platon. Platon. And uh, he tells one last story to Pierre. And Pierre knew it was going to be his last day. So Pierre sat farther away from the campfire because he couldn't even look at him. Um, the next day, they get up. And Little Falcon stays by his tree where he was sitting the night before. Doesn't get up to move. The soldiers yell at him, and then they shoot him in the head while Pierre and the others are marching uh, away. And Pierre doesn't even look back. And then he hears a dog howling, which was Little Falcon's dog. And Pierre even says, why is that damn, that damn dog howling? There's no reason to be howling. Um, super depressing, right? Super fucking depressing. And uh, Pierre later tells the reader that he looks back at that time as one of the best times of his life. He looks back on it now as that piece of his life was over. He says, looks back on it now. And he always tries to remember that feeling. And that feeling always guides him. The feeling that he had during those months of being in that camp. And he felt like he had purpose. He felt like he finally understood everything that philosophy and God was trying to tell him. Or that philo everything that he was reading from philosophy and everything that the Bible, that was, his, that was another piece of his philosophy, uh, was, was trying to teach him. And he was trying to teach himself. Um, one of the things that was said, I pulled this up earlier from the book. I actually, wrote, I actually was going to try and find it and I realized I'd already underlined it. The line is, the hardest and most blissful thing is to love. In, wait, let me read. Hold on, I'm a chooch. Give me a second. Yeah, the hardest and most blissful thing is to love this life in one suffering, in the guiltlessness of suffering. So, there's that, which is something I've been thinking about a lot, and I'm explaining all of this horse shit to you just so you fucking know, uh, to explain myself and what I'm about to say. Because this this has been years of me thinking about this. <laughs> and uh, it's been years for me to try and, uh, to, to understand it myself. Uh, and the past few weeks have um, someone opened my eyes to it even more. So uh, that's why I'm giving you some examples here. Uh, so another one that always stuck out to me was uh, I listened to Blueprint of Armageddon. Or two Armageddon, maybe it's called. Yeah, that's uh, hardcore history. If you haven't listened to it, you should really fucking listen to it. And Blueprint to Armageddon is World War One, and it is hard. It is a uh, hard listen because it is sad. It is it is really fucking sad. Um, but very interesting and very important historically. Very important historically and very important politically. 
and you understand where the how the world got to where it is today, more based off of World War learning more about World War One than even about World War Two. And if you didn't know this, Winston Churchill was involved in World War One. He was, um, uh, you know, he he planned battles and and he he had some type of a title. I'm not sure certain what it is actually, or how they were doing it. But when he wrote in his memoir about World War One, uh, he said, "I think a curse should rest on me, because I love this war. I know it's smashing and shattering the lives of thousands every moment, and yet I can't help it. I enjoy every second of it." Yeah. So there's that, and uh, I'm gonna give you one more example and begin something a little more. Uh, you know, a little more modern, modern history. The movie Swingers, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love that movie. I might have brought this up before. That point where Rod Livingston is trying to explain to John Farber to just shut the fuck up, wake up, be a man, get the fuck out of this feeling that you're in. And uh, then he goes, John Farber's character, Mike, asks him, he goes, uh, how did you get over it? How long did it take you? And... uh um, Rob, I guess. I guess his name's Robin. Is it Rob Livingston? That's the same in real life, right? Yeah, Rob. I'm reading the script here. <laughs> it says, uh, sometimes it still hurts. You know how it is, man. It's like you wake up every day and it hurts a little bit less. And then you wake up one day and it doesn't hurt at all. And the funny thing is, is that this is kind of weird, but it's like it's like you almost missed that pain. Mike says, you missed the pain? And Rob said, yeah, for the same reason that you missed her, because you lived with it for so long. Missing the pain. I've tried to describe that feeling before to people, and I'm not very good at that. Um, because I've also tried to describe sometimes... It feels good to hate yourself. Sometimes it feels good to be in be in pain, and I'm not talking about pain that like like uh, like you need therapy type of a thing, or maybe you do. Fuck, maybe I do. Who knows? Um. So I had, was having a long conversation with Zach in the car where I was listening to all of this philosophy. Life is suffering, right? And how life is suffering. That is, there is nothing truer <laughs> than that. That life is suffering. Nietzsche, Jung, who else? Tolstoy, probably. Everybody. Life is suffering. Um, and uh, I've always appreciated tapping into that suffering. Um, <clears throat> to try and find a meaning to the suffering around me or the suffering within me. And I learned to like it and learned to miss it when it's not there. Um, and I think I confused the hell out of Zach. <laughs> but he was a really good listener. And that's really all I needed was, was somebody to listen. It's a tough thing to explain something like that. 
and by no mean am I compare by means am I, am I comparing myself to these literary characters, people of real life. These are these are high characters. I'm just saying I understand the feeling because I told Zach, and I hope that I hope you get everybody understands that I am a fucking chooch, and I but I told Zach knowing that this is a hard time for people. And it is a hard time for me too. I mean, I do have a job now. I got I got a new job. That's great. But I told I told Zach that I I almost feel like I'm living my best life within this suffering. And it's not that bad. But like I said, I like to tap into that sometimes and now I feel like I'm being forced to tap into it. There is a forced structure. I go to bed earlier. I wake up earlier, I go to work, and I come home, and I you know, I still work. I want to do the podcast, I want to study, study my Italian, I want to read, I want to read philosophy. And because life has trapped me in this, this wheel, I, I've learned to like it. And it's not the first time that I've been in a situation like this. And I feel like these situations usually bring out the best in me because I, I'm forced to bring out the best in myself. The world forces it out of me and I enjoy it. And it's hard for me to explain that. It's less hard for me to admit it privately. It's hard for me to explain it. Wow. Let me, let me say it this way. It's hard for me to admit that to you. It's less hard for me to, to admit it to myself because I've thought about this for years. Um, yeah, I've thought about this for years. Uh, but I wanted to explain it. And, um, <clears throat> and I think it's related to that feeling that I get when I try to tell people. I get an argument with, with my buddy, Adam Cullen. Uh, about um, hate and self-hatred. And I I think, my, I think my, my buddy Nate kind of understands where I'm coming from. And I think Adam thinks I'm out of my damn mind. Uh, but a little self-hate, when you look in the mirror, can go a long way. And, you know, my buddy Adam yells at me because he loves me and he loves himself. You know, he, he does love himself, not arrogantly, but just, but he does like we all do. And, uh, uh, he says, that's stupid. You shouldn't hate yourself. You don't say that to yourself. And I agree with him. The first thing you say when you wake up in the morning is I hate myself. God, I fucking hate myself, which I've been trapped in that situation before when I was in, you know, a little depressed. We've all been depressed. Sometimes you just say that and you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that. But there is. A little bit of you, a little bit of yourself. Sometimes, when you look in the mirror, it says, "I can do better." And I think a word, hate, <laughs> a little self-loathing, using those words, as powerful as they are, um, can wake you up. If you lose, if you if you use anything lighter. You'll just stay standing still. 
So I, so I think what I was explaining before, I think it's somewhat related to that feeling that I get. I, I do, I do think it's related to it. It's the same feeling I try to tap into when I'm writing, when I'm writing lyrics, which is the only reason why I like music. I like the melodies. The melodies are fun too, but really it's, it's, it's just the lyrics. If I had to pick one, <laughs> hey, you can't have one without the other, I guess. I guess it's all part of the story. Uh, who knows? I'm a crazy person. Like I said, talking into a mic by myself. And uh, I know this is chooch chat, but things are significantly less funny when you're talking to yourself. And I'm significantly less funny when I'm talking to myself. This is my inner monologue. This is how I get through my days. This is how I get through my days, even if we weren't going through a fucking COVID-19. I play different versions of myself, and I pit them against myself in my head to try and figure things out. It's funny, you think I'd be better at arguing, because I'm constantly arguing with myself in my head. Um, one second. Alright, I'm back. Sorry. Again, my phone was doing weird stuff. <clears throat> um, some of the philosophy I was reading, I wrote down some things that I liked. Um, that's why my phone messed up. Uh, so Nietzsche. Should I even get into this now? I guess it's related to what I was talking about. Sort of is, but I couldn't weave it in well enough. I went off on a tangent. I was trying to explain myself. I think I did a better job this time than I did than I did with Zach. Well, okay, I guess I didn't even get to the other part of it. <clears throat> so why I feel like I'm living my best life? <laughs> Besides going bed on time, doing my thing, it, and it's tapping into that thing, right? Well, I guess I've explained all of it, but I told Zach that I said I almost want it to hit me harder. Not I don't want the virus. No one wants the fucking virus. Fuck the virus. But it's like when I get when I got into that mood, when I've been into that mood before, it's like if life had an overhand right, I wouldn't even want to throw a punch. I would just want it to hit me in the face. That's what confused the fuck out of Zach. <laughs> That's got to be it, because it sounds even crazier saying it now, out loud. <clears throat> but it's a, it's a feeling. It's just a feeling. And it's a strange feeling. Some of the stuff I thought was interesting. Frederick Nietzsche. Again, if I say all these philosophers' names wrong, uh, you know, I am a chooch. Uh, he whose life has a why can bear almost anyhow. Loved that. I love that a lot. Heaven will not arrive of its own accord. You have to work to bring it about. I believe that's Jung. I'm not certain. Forgot. Just wrote it down. Life has to be earned. Life has to be earned. Everything has to be earned. And this is a situation... Where I want to earn every damn moment. Every moment. 
And like I said from last week, my friend, my buddy George, I say this in my head all the time, all the time. Prove to your friends that you're worth a damn. Prove to yourself that you're worth a damn. My buddy George said that to me from the Frank Miller. It was Frank Miller. I looked it up last week. Frank Miller. Couldn't believe it. I, this whole time I forgot it was, it was from Sin City. Prove to your friends that you're worth a damn. Such a, it's not even that great of a line. I like it because my buddy would always say it to me. One of the best guys I've ever known, George Banks. Prove to your friends that you're worth a damn. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do, and that's how I feel. And I'm certain I didn't explain this well enough for most of you. But that's the best I can explain it, unless I was writing it down in analogies and metaphors, and I put it in a song. Because usually people don't like to hear things like this. But it's my honest truth. And I hope you can at least appreciate that. So in other news. In this strange fucking life that we're all living. I want to let you guys know something. D'Amato's and Bari is still open. On Grand. Bari is an Italian shop. Uh, on Grand. And it's uh, beautiful. You go in. And you can get all your Italian goods. You can get fresh subs. You know. Uh, you can get fresh, uh, let me see, cacciatore, salami, uh, dried sausage. You can get all types of mozzarella, all types of pastas, all types of canned goods, subs, all types of meats. Oh, prosciutto. They have the best, best prosciutto in the city. They have, they have prosciutto from America and they have prosciutto de Parma. Um, that's open because it's a grocer. So that's open. And then right next to it, the model said that that's open too. And it's got fresh cookies, fresh baked bread. They got subs too. They got fucking pizza. Only five people in at a time though. Went there today. It's delicious. Bought some cookies home for my wife. It's so good. So fresh. So good. Oh my God. I immediately texted everybody in a sugar high. I ate, I ate it for lunch in, the, in, in my car. <clears throat> oh, it was so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Saturday started out so heavy. But I was looking forward to talking to you all. I, I, I've been having a lot of heavy thoughts. I'm trying to figure myself out. And this is my podcast. Well, mine and Zach's podcast. So I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, but I am sorry it was so heavy. I'm just trying to figure myself out. Hopefully, maybe I can. you guys can help, help me figure myself out. And hopefully I can help you figure you out. Hopefully my thoughts weren't weren't as strange as I thought they were. But they probably were. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I gotta get off it though. Um here's something weird. Let me see here. Here it is. I can only find this I found I found this one article that was on my Google News, my homepage, my my Google News that, that says this. As you all may know. Khabib Nurmagomedov has pulled out of UFC 249 to fight Tony Ferguson. To so the background of this fight was a few years ago, two years ago, Tony Ferguson uh, was the interim champ. Khabib was going to fight him. And uh, 
for the belt or the you know the actual belt because this is when Connor left and uh I believe I, I told this I, I told this I, I explained this last week right and then Tony fucking tripped over the cords and tore his ACL or MCL or both of them or just fucked his knee up yeah I did so Khabib two weeks ago thought it was a good fucking idea to fly to fucking Russia I have no idea why it's just just two weeks ago and uh, we all saw this coming and uh, now he can't leave Russia because they 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 uh, they shut down all their all the airports. Um, this was a huge fight because because we were we were finally going to get to see these two fight. So I saw that Khabib pulled out. It seems uh, Dana White's scrambling. Um, he might not be officially done, but I've only seen one article, and this might be fucking bullshit. You know what? Is it April fucking fools? It's fucking April 1st. This ass hat. This, this ass hat. Fucking bitch. This is definitely an April fools joke. So the article is Conor McGregor will fight Tony Ferguson at UFC 249. Oh, you fucking shit. Oh, I bet that's all horse shit. I bet it was an April fools joke. Oh, I'm all, I'm so mad at myself. That's why it's only one page. Essentially sports. I've never even heard of it. Essentially sports. Essentially my ass. You son of a gun. So anyways, UFC 249 is probably off. Because they can't get... Because uh, <laughs> they can't get... Could be about a Russia. That's true. That was reported two days ago, or a day ago, or some shit. Let me see. Let me type in UFC two forty nine. UFC two forty nine. See what shows up. And they were gonna do it. You know. You know. They what UFC said they're gonna keep putting on fights, just no audience. Just could be the ref and the fighters. <laughs> So fucking ridiculous. I'll buy it. I'll buy the. F I don't get. There's there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do for a good time. I'm not like I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We're not going. We're not spending our money on bars. You you, you, could, you could make it two hundred dollars. I'd probably buy it. That's that's too much. I wouldn't fucking buy it. Don't do that. But Dana White will only see two forty nine die and recommend if ops to remain in quarantine. That's not what he's opting to do. Clears himself out of UFC two forty nine. Yeah, man, I don't know. There's, oh god, it sucks. So they're scrambling to find a replacement fighter for uh, Tony Tony Ferguson. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, but because of how how heavy this shit was, I'm gonna call Zach. All right, just. I tried something. I bought a cord. I'm trying to fucking do this thing. Here's there's an issue with this, and the issue is for all you all you nerds out there. I don't care if it's good podcasting. I'm going to explain it. I have a four microphone setup, right? And uh, I'm trying to get my inputs to show up in my Garage Band. Right now, it's I can only record one track, no matter what I do. There's only one input I, I you know that shows up in GarageBand. I have like seven inputs, you know, 
and I can't I can't get any of them to show up. So this is going to be recorded on the same track my mic's being recorded on right now. This phone call with Zach. Uh, gonna call a buddy, James Mano, uh, later on this week to see if he understands why. Could be my mixing board. Uh, some mixing boards, uh, you know, just just could be an issue the way it interacts with GarageBand and my computer. So I'm gonna figure that out and get this shit going. Anyways, uh, give me one second. You just keep playing. Okay, everybody out there. So I just called Zach, uh, but the issue is he's playing online poker with eight of our friends, uh, and he can't talk and he has to pay attention. Uh, he doesn't want to talk. Uh, he says that the game moves too fast. Isn't that right, Zach? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I don't even know. See, I just lost $400, Tony. You didn't lose $400. You get, the, it was a $15 buy-in. It was a $15 buy-in. Right. It was, so it was 400 credits. 400 so credits. Right. It's not, but it's, yeah, it's all credits. It's all to make it feel, you know, a lot more real, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Uh, I'm about to fold this next hand, though, so if you want. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to fold. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm taking taking them out of my head. What's going on, guys? Uh, I guess nothing. Uh, we're just trying to get the co-host on here. Sorry it took it took so long. There's an issue with with the way this board this mixer board interacts with GarageBand or anything else. We I can only get one input going, and that is uh to record on everything onto one track as you know. Uh, yeah. So, uh okay, tell everybody how John Deere was real quick. Oh man, John Deere was a crazy mind trip. I thought, yeah. Uh, a, it was. I don't know. First of all, it was very simple, in one respect. You sh- we showed up. We did a job. We did it well and efficiently, and uh, and that was it. And we, you know, went back to the hotel, went to sleep. But at the same time, it was like I feel like we're two of the only guys who have gone anywhere at all in the last like three weeks. You know what I mean? What's some advice so, you could give every, everybody really quickly about being outside and and uh, and mentally for people? Uh, you know, go outside, but go outside uh, consciously, you know? Yeah. Go outside for short periods of time. Um, but uh, also make yourself a list of things to do every day. Oh, yeah. Know? We talked about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking find, find things to do that will better your current situation. Mm. Yep, you know, I agree. I completely uh, agree. Are you? Are you? Is it, is it, is, it, is, it, is another hand coming up? Uh, I am in the middle of another hand. Yes. All right. Do you want to know what's going on? Uh, so, I have a jack a jack of hearts and a four of diamonds. Can you turn a this- uh, jack of diamonds? Yeah. Uh, five of clubs and a ten of hearts just uh, was the flop. Can you turn the screen, my screen, towards that? Sure. Can you see it? I mean, not really. I'm looking at gloves. Oh, Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. How's that? Oh, much better. Oh yeah. You have a jack of hearts and a four of diamonds. There's a jack, a yeah. five, and a ten. Oh, okay. This is fun. It's almost like I'm playing. You're so st- I went ahead and I called. Okay. Maybe a big mistake. What do you think? What co- what came up? A six. A six of diamonds came up. He, he has a jack and a four. 
Yeah. Do uh, I call this or do I fold? You got a pair. There's a straight draw. No, call it, dude. Fuck them. Call? Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look at these two. It's me and Trevor. It's between me and Trevor right now. Oh, fuck them. Get them. <laughs> fuck them. Let's see. Damn it. I think he won. Did he? He fucking won. Oh, fuck. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got nothing. Oh, but look at this. Look at this. Hold on. What's that? Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. He's got a king ace. King of hearts. I got a king ace. This is it. I got to go all in immediately. No, not, not immediately. In. Don't go all in immediately. Not immediately. Not immediately. Call 50, right? This is exactly what happened. Sorry. Sorry. But I am going to go all in this hand. Show the phone sure. back. I can't see anything. Put the phone back oh, on sorry. it. King of hearts, ace of diamonds. It flopped, 377. Okay, nothing so far. Yeah, that changes things. That changes things. Still got to go all in, though. I've got so little. I don't know, buddy. Dude, I have so little. Someone's sitting out nothing. there with a pair beats you. Well, I mean, look. I can I can only I I'm gonna end up going all in because right. they're gonna be betting this amount of money. You know right. what I mean? All right, go all in. Look at these. These I mean, people look like assholes right on this screen. Stressfully, if they, if they ask for it. Stressfully staring. Can can I see some more of these people here? Oh man, what's here we go? Ah, oh, so what the happened? worst. Literally the worst. What happened? I can't see anything. Oh, it's, it, it, there's nothing going on. Oh, that's awful. You went all in, huh? And I haven't yet. No, I could live to fight another day, I guess. Yeah, live to fight another day. We'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll do one more hand with you. And then all I right. think that's about as entertaining as this can be for, for, for a listener. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. All right. I don't, ha I don't have it bad. I could get good. Yeah. Those are my cards. Oh, ace nine. Ace of clubs, yeah, nine, nine of spades. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. I'll, go, I'll bet. Probably end up going all in this time. Look at Mike with his shades and hat. Oh, yeah. You want to see the people? Yusuf looks uh, like Yosef, a caveman. Trevor. Trevor looks me, stressed. Sather. Uh, George lives there usually. Then you got Hamilton and <laughs> Santiago. <laughs> They look, also, they can't see They you, look like way. they're not having any fun. They look like they're not having any fun. No, it's serious business. It's serious, serious business. <laughs> what, 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 what happened with the cards? Oh, here you go. You know, yeah, eight, jack, six, Not five. looking good, but I haven't had to bet anything else. That's good. Should I call for 100? I mean, no. I mean, no. I want to see you really win a hand. No, don't call for 100. You'll lose this shit. You have nothing. Not folding. Uh. I've got... <laughs> All right, so the highest, the highest. what do you call it, purse or whatever, Trevor's in the lead with 16,685 credits. I've got 1,795 credits, but here's my hand right now. Six ace. Yeah. Six of diamonds, ace of spades? That's right. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. This, this can't be fun. 
oh, it is fun, but I'm talking to you and they're talking to each other on that on that app. So, you know, we are having fun. Here we go. What do you think? Do I check or do I bet? Oh, bet, bro. You have two pair? Boom, bet. Did you bet just enough? I bet I bet the the like lowest amount. Oh, now it's between me and Santiago. That's it. So I'm just going to keep betting. Everybody knows that I have something because I can't afford to not and bet. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. That's the problem. Ah, shit. There's two threes on the, on the board now. What are you going to do? He could have threes. Yeah, he doesn't have threes. All right, I'm going to keep betting. He thinks you have three. All right, I got threes. that. I got that. You win? I'm on the climb. I'm on the men's. Yeah! Yeah. All right. Yeah! I'm on the men's. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Chooch chair. Chooch chair. All right. That's good enough. My, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go. And I'll let, <laughs> I'll let the listeners go. Uh, sorry, everybody. I was in the middle of something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, other but, than that, uh, Let's just sign off complete. Well, you know what? You just, you, we're just gonna say goodbye, and then I, and then we'll sign off later. Uh, okay. Or you want? You just want to sign off this way? Uh, yeah. Let's just sign off this way. Yeah, we can sign off this way. Yeah. Say it. All right, everybody, keep your head up. Don't work too hard. But don't stop working. Damn right. Wait. Oh, wait. There we go. Bye.